0: Hey everybody, Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, check out our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. Social Capital Podcast is sponsored by Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing agency hosting bi-weekly educational webinars. You can check out more by visiting keystoneclick.com forward slash webinars. And if you haven't already, I highly recommend you connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm sharing tons of marketing information and all of my episodes. Just look for Lori J. Hybe. All right, today we've got an amazing guest, Jeffrey Stern. He is the founder of Voice Express Corporation with multiple patents covering the personalization of voice-enabled print media and VOT, the voice of things. Stern has been at the forefront of using voice to drive commerce and customer engagement. Stern's products have been used in over 60 million Build-A-Bears in sentiment expression, photo imaging, direct mail, packaging, and point of sale signage to name a few. Jeffrey, welcome to the show. Hey, it's
1: great to be here, Lori.
0: Love it. So fascinating background and story. I know you and I connected uh, not too long ago. And I, I just love what you had to share, but let's, let's talk about voice a little bit. Does every product service and brand need a voice and, and really, how do you discover that voice?
1: You know, I think when uh, we're in school, we're always asked to find our own voice, whether we're writing, whether we're an artist, um, and uh, a child. The first thing that they do, uh, the first interaction that they have, is to hear their loved one, mother's, father's voice, and to start gurgle and interact with the world through voice. So, voice is very primal, and it's also a primal trigger. And there are some brands that really. kind of feature themselves and define themselves through audio. Uh, There are others, especially uh, business-to-business type brands that might not realize that they have a voice too. And they have a voice in the larger sense of the world, in the sense that whether you sell a spring or a widget or uh, personal care products or... Uh, When the customer uses it, uh, your brand is uh, or should be uh, delivering a message that is more than just the physical product or the raw service. And so um, our company, as you said, is involved with living products that can speak can engage, can interact with the consumer, but I would suggest that anyone listening who is involved with any sort of branding, whether it be a product a service or just their own personal capital, um, needs to have a voice and needs to explore ways uh, to uh, engage with that voice and to uh, flush out all of the different personalities, characteristics, and uh, aspects of that voice.
0: I love that. So how does a brand innovate and and keep fresh?
1: Well, you know, it's it's, it's part of um, uh, the sense of a voice. We've heard uh, there's kind of a new uh, tagline out there. It's called conversational commerce. And it doesn't necessarily relate to products like mine that literally talk. But ultimately, whenever you have a customer who's interacting with a product, there's a conversation. And uh, it's a two-way conversation. So brands that uh, are growing are constantly listening to their customers and hoping that their customers are also listening to them. You know, one of the things that we did uh, during the past year and so many brands have pivoted is we started offering our products on Amazon. And we did it obviously uh, for the obvious reasons of uh, another channel of revenue, but more to the point because we are a technology enabler and many times stand quietly, silently behind a brand, When you offer something direct to consumer uh, through Amazon so that we don't have to get involved with customer service and shipping and delivery, it enables us to every day look at the comments and look at the way that our customers are using our products. And frankly, most of our best ideas literally come from our customers. So I think the secret to growth is really listening to uh, the users of your products, watching how they engage with your products or services. Uh, and that's probably, for me at least, uh, the best source of innovation.
0: I love that. And I, there's so much truth to that. It's just really listening will allow you to learn about the, the pains, but also um, ideas and inspiration to really take your product to the net, that next level and be top of mind and um, continue to create that demand from your customer base. So going back to voice a little bit. um, What is the future of it? What do you see happening with the the voice of things?
1: Well, I think the biggest misconception about voice in terms of the the recent uh, introduction of smart speakers uh, like Alexa or Google Home or even Siri is that uh, these are... Assistance, their voice assistants, they're smart, they're artificial intelligence driven. It's all true, but at a much lo- lower level, uh, they're interfaces, more in line with a mouse or a touchscreen. They're simply a way of interacting with other devices uh, that maybe don't need touch, maybe have a higher level of privacy because they every voice has its own coding. Uh, but I think that a voice uh, on the one hand um, has to be put up on a pedestal in terms of, wow, this is cool and this is amazing what you can do with it. But on the other hand, it has to be integrated into um, all of the simple, uh, trivial, uh, habitual things that we do. And again, it's not the end all and, uh, of everything. When it's appropriate, uh, when you need a hand-free um, environment, voice is great. Uh, sometimes you need to move from voice to screen, to mouse, to uh, touchpad. Uh, so it's just another tool in the arsenal, but it's a very powerful tool. And the beautiful thing about it is, the more it gets used, the better it gets. So I think that we are gonna find uh, voice integration, voice interaction in more and more products. And it's going to uh, impact also how we humanoids uh, converse because we're going to learn to appreciate that um, voice is something that needs to be used just to establish a, uh, a, a, a conversation and an interaction.
0: Oh, I love that. There's a lot of, a lot of meaty conversational points in <laughs> what you just said there. Um but yeah, you're right. And it's interesting that the, the technology um, needs to learn and we need to learn how to use a technology. It's kind of a, a symbiotic relationship there a little bit um, and for the evolution of it. But you're right, as, as humanoids, I, I like that phrase. <laughs> we um, are leveraging voice as a, it's, a, it's a communication channel. It's probably one of the most powerful communication channels that we have.
1: Well, the whole explosion of uh, clubhouse and uh, social voice is really um, uh, a real showcase of that. Uh, Because, you know, here we are this morning, I showed up and I thought I was going to go on with a Zoom call with you. And and it's such a pleasure just to use the voice. Um, When we were separated from loved ones uh, during COVID, you know, many of us had thought that the emoji had killed the telephone. But here we were reaching out to people, talking over the phone. not to transact, but actually to reach out, hear a familiar voice, and to talk. Mm -hmm. So I think this is really the golden age or the renaissance of uh, uh, social voice.
0: Love it. You're right. It's so powerful there. Um, This is a great time to pause for a quick message from our sponsor.
1: Social Capital is sponsored by Bamboo Reach. Bamboo Reach, a division of Keystone Click, offers fresh cost-effective websites and marketing services for the solopreneur and micro-business owner so they can confidently promote their business online. As a small business owner, you have a lot of expertise to offer your ideal customer. Let Bamboo Reach take the stress out of your website development and marketing messaging so that you can grow and focus on what you do well. Visit BambooReach.com to learn more.
0: So Jeffrey, the purpose of this show is to really focus on networking. My goal is to alleviate any fears that people have when they hear that word and to really empower and encourage others to really maximize building relationships as we talked about um, leveraging your voice a little bit from that. But can you share with our listeners one of your most successful or favorite networking experiences that you've had?
1: Well, I've started my company from the beginning uh, and we're 20 plus years old um, as a virtual company, pretty much. Uh, we we manufacture a lot of stuff in the Far East. Uh, I have software programmers and hardware engineers that I've worked with for over 20 years, uh, but it's based on a network. Um, it's a, a, a kind of a, a precursor of the, of the gig economy. And uh, I just love waking up in the morning and not knowing who I'm going to be talking to, where they're located, what time zone they're on. Uh, But I think what you need to do in terms of networking is to be open uh, to the serendipity of uh, finding relationships, finding things in common. Uh, And I think people are very open to that. Uh, and so networking is something that one should look like in, as something that is actually enjoyable and opens up your little world to uh, the, global, the global economy in ways that uh, never could happen before. We can network today like we've never networked before.
0: I love that. There's so much truth to that. How do you stay in front of them and best nurture these relationships, especially on a global level?
1: Well, I mean, I think the most important thing, and this is a, a trite answer, but character—you um, need to know, and your network of friends and uh, associates need to know that your word is your word. That if you say you're going to help, if you say you're going to look into something, you will, um, and uh, that is the cement, I think, of of any network that people have confidence in you. You know, we talked today about influences. Uh, We are all micro-influencers and we're all brand ambassadors. And all of that is based on uh, trust um, in someone else expanding your reach. And that's ultimately what networking is about.
0: I love that. Jeffrey, what advice would you offer that business professional who's really looking to grow their network?
1: Well, obviously you have to be um, uh, seen and heard. You can't grow a network by living in a cave. So um, it's not uh, giving up everything that you've done and dedicating an hour to a day to troll, whether it's LinkedIn or or other um, um, uh, social uh, networking platforms. I just think it means that doing what you do, integrate into your life um, the ability, when you get a good idea, uh, to share it. When you embark on a project to share that journey. Uh, You have to integrate it into your life as opposed to segregate it out of your life. And if you do that, uh, then it becomes something very natural uh, and I think that that is probably the, not only the, the best way to do it, but if, you, if you're talking to somebody and they want to network, um, more than likely, if you ask them to change the way they, um, they do business or they uh, uh, work, it, it's, a, it's a tough lift. But if you ask them to enhance the way uh, they do what they're doing already, to share it more, uh, to be open to learning from others, then networking can become much more um, natural.
0: that's a a good perspective on that um i agree it's i like that approach actually just enhancing it's a good word to use and and, um it takes time too you know it it doesn't just magically happen overnight it it takes time to be be comfortable in that space so really good advice there um here's a fun one if you could go back to your 20 year old self what would you tell yourself to do more of less of or differently with regards to your professional career
1: I think delegating is my biggest challenge. I, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm an entrepreneur, and you know it's wonderful to sing the praises of being a virtual company uh, and having all of these networks. But in my particular regard, the challenge is on the other side to be able to let go, uh, to possibly launch an idea and let other people take it from there. Uh, just really, uh, and and ultimately, that is the most profound uh, way we can network. Uh, you know. It comes to when we raise children and all of a sudden they say something that we didn't teach them, but they extrapolated from something that we said. So you kind of see your ideas take on a new life and it's the same in business. And uh, I just have to um, uh, learn uh, and I'm constantly striving uh, to uh, throw out an idea, throw out a project and see where it goes uh, using its own inertia. Love
0: that. Jeff, we've all heard of the six degrees of separation. Who would be the one person that you'd love to connect with? And do you think you could do it within the sixth degree?
1: Oh, that's, that's a good question. Um, you know, there are, there were so many people, um, that I admire, um, in, uh, in the, in the tech world. Um, you know, I think that I have some, some, um, some people that I've, I've looked at forever. Some of them are no longer with us, whether it's a Steve Jobs, um, or, or others. Um, but, um, I, I think that actually to focus on just one person, um, is probably, uh, Selling oneself short. I think that uh, one could find uh, one has to find the, the Steve Jobs or the iconic in in inside of uh, pretty much everyone. And uh, if we drill down, I think we'll rather than trying to extend our six degrees, I think within our six degrees uh, we can find all of the uh, role models and. Um, uh, um, uh, mentors uh, that we probably need. I don't know if that answers your question, but um,
0: Uh, it's it's a different perspective. And I appreciate that. Um, It's very enlightening, actually. Reflecting inwards a little bit. Um, All right, I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me. What is something you'd like to ask me?
1: I I guess uh, the the question that I, I, I would ask is what do you find is the biggest barrier um, that um, occurs when you approach uh, a new client or someone um, who desperately needs to, um, to drink the secret sauce that you're selling and providing in terms of networking? What is the biggest barrier that you need to uh, overcome?
0: Uh, and that's a great question. Thank you for that. In, in our industry, what I find is... Um, there's a lot of people that claim to be able to do what it is that we do, um, or a lot of people have had, uh, unfortunately, negative experiences with others in our space. So uh, focusing on establishing trust and really sharing um, our expertise from the standpoint that we, we do know what it is that we're doing in, when it comes to digital marketing, um, that, that is a big hurdle to, to overcome. Um, I mean, especially nowadays with messaging on every single social media channel, direct messaging and getting in your inbox. I mean, I see the messages, you know, people targeting me to sell me marketing services. And I can only imagine that, you know, all of our, everyone out there is getting the same amount of, uh, messaging (laughs) in their faces. So it's hard to really say, you know, who's the best fit for, for the, you know, the, the brand and the, the service that that's being provided. Um, but that's a hurdle, you know, and then getting in front of that right audience, um, from a networking perspective, it, it takes time, you know, B2B sales and marketing is a long process and it's, it's all focused on adding value and creating and establishing trust
1: and everybody's an expert nowadays right so yes unfortunately <laughs>
0: <laughs> indeed
1: In my case, luckily, I find that even if I I, uh, entertain the notion that I could do some of these things, I just don't have the time. So that becomes, you know, let's find somebody who does something on a regular basis and um, does it well and is in that learning and curve and is uh, uh, exposed to all of the changes uh, that uh, that that particular industry is going through and let them do their job, you know, and then you focus on, uh, I guess it's a division of labor mentality. Um, but uh, certainly um, there's an art to what you do. And um, I can imagine it's hard to, uh, to be able to convey that without to say, trust me.
0: Yeah, it is. It is proving the expertise, which um, that takes time, you know, cause not time is something that's very precious and, uh, someone has to be willing to share that time with you, you know, in order to be able to showcase the expertise and establish trust at the same time. Yeah. Absolutely. That was interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Great question. It really got me thinking <laughs> things a little <laughs> bit, uh, Jeffrey, any final word or advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network?
1: Yeah, I just think always experiment, always try something new. Uh, the worst that can happen is you fail, uh, but no one has succeeded without failing. And um, um, keep trying and um, you'll be just ultimately something is going to work out. And, you know, sometimes you you send out um, uh, a 100 a messages, 100 emails, uh, you post X amount of times and it's that one lead um, that can change everything. So, uh, keep at it, keep trying and, um, just always, uh, always experiment and, um,
0: try something new. Love it. Yeah, I agree. Just keep at it. Don't give up. (laughs) Um, I believe you have an offer to share with our listeners. And if you'd also like to share how people can get in uh, touch with you, if they're interested, that'd be great.
1: Fantastic. Well, uh, we just launched a new product and it's called Connect and it's a smart speaker in print. So it literally is a brochure that not only talks to you, but also uh, listens to prompts and responds. And uh, it's a very um, kind of uh, a technology that makes people really come up with crazy, great ideas and stuff to do. So uh, we have a bunch of our, our first run samples. And I said to Lori, uh, you know, for the first 25 uh, listeners who want to. A sample of it in their hand, I would go ahead and ship them to Lori and she can go ahead and uh, send them out to you. Uh, to contact me, uh, you can contact me directly. Uh, my email is gstern at voice-express.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. And if all that fails, I'm sure Lori would be happy to put you in touch.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that product sounds fascinating. I'm excited to take a look and, and definitely just ping me, shoot me a message on LinkedIn or or send me an email and I will definitely get that sample out. So thank you so much, Jeffrey, for being on the show today.
1: Laurie, it's been an absolute pleasure.
0: All right, this wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Jeffrey for taking the time to connect with us and we will see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.